0: Your life is to a large extent the sum of all your habits, good or bad. Research has shown that over 40% of what you do is habitual. It takes, on average, 21 to 66 days to fully learn a habit. Do you have what it takes to make saving money a habit?
1: Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level.
0: Today's episode is a fun one. Dave is going to Teach all about setting up good financial habits, and definitely important one because we ultimately are a sum of our habits. Like I mentioned at the beginning, if you don't have good habits in place, it's really hard to live a good life. So, Dave, go ahead and take it away.
1: Thank you, Nate, and uh, thank you as always for joining me on my podcast about uh, money and how you can succeed. So. If you remember from the last podcast, I gave a little, uh, you could say, hook to get you to listen to it that I'm going to talk to you about a really gross thing that I did, and uh, maybe that brought you to this podcast today. So I'm going to start right off with that. I'm going to go a little bit out of the box right now and, and share how I was able to succeed in breaking a bad habit and turning it into a good habit. Frankly, like I mentioned, it's kind of gross. No, actually it is Gross. When I was young, say around 10 years old, I had a very bad habit of chewing my fingernails. I'd go right down and I tried and I tried to stop, but I had no success until I decided to save my clippings in a little jar. So for about a year, I guess, whenever I went to chew my nails, I remembered that jar and instead I clipped my fingernails and toenails and put them in my jar. And I remember my sister, she saw that one day and she just flipped out. She couldn't believe that I would save. And by that time, I probably had like two inches high of fingernail clippings. It was gross. But I know, you know, frankly, that is weird and nothing I would recommend. However, the point is I was able to change my behavior and I've never had a problem with that again. So how does that relate to you and personal finance? Well. What I'm going to talk about is behavior and how it affects how you do things and how Nate talked about it at the beginning. It does affect your life. So the following are six steps to change your behavior according to the International Journal of Behavioral Nutrition and Physical Activity and a couple other sources.
0: Yeah, and before we get into the six steps, I, just, I want to go back to the fingernails here. I know it is a little gross, but I guess it worked, huh? Yeah, How did you even think to put your fingernail clippings in the jar?
1: I don't remember that detail now, Nate, because it's been a while, long time. But I do remember the specific little wooden jar that I had. It had a cool little cap that I could put on it. And I don't know, just one day I decided I'm going to uh, try this and see if I can break that habit because I do remember it was a very long time coming that I could not break that habit.
0: Mm, okay. And to this day, you haven't been chewing on your fingernails. Never. All right. Well, hey, the habit well learned. So, yep. all right. Well, let's move on now to the important stuff to the six steps to change your behavior.
1: All right. So, the first one is identify cues. So, maybe you live a very busy, stressful life and stress makes you crave chocolate, or your spouse continually gets down on you for not having a big enough income. As the topic suggests, identifying those cues helps you understand the trigger that puts your habits into motion. Now, from my perspective, regarding your money, maybe you'll feel so tired at the end of the workday, you've decided picking up food for dinner is a better choice than making a meal at home. By the way, eating out is up to five times more expensive than eating at home. Yikes. Yeah. That is crazy numbers. And I know sometimes you think even going to a fast food place, it's quick and it's cheap. Well, believe it or not, it is cheap, but it's not as cheap as eating at home. All right, so we identify the cues. And the second one is disrupt. Now that you've identified a cue, say eating out too much, then prepare a meal plan for the week every Sunday evening and put your Instapot to work. And then at the end of a successful week, reward yourself with a movie night or a dinner out for success in this area. So again, you see how that works. You know, you identify it, then you want to disrupt that issue you have and you have to plan for it. And in this case, on Sunday, you put your Instapot out, you get your menu all planned for the week and you fire it up and get it done. All right. The third thing is replace. Studies show, this one's really good actually, studies show that changing your bad behavior with a good one is more effective than stopping the bad behavior alone. That new behavior messes up your brain and keeps you from reverting back to that old bad behavior. Choosing to use that Instapot every Monday morning replaces a bad behavior, eating out with a better behavior like eating a more healthy meal at home. And from my spot, you're saving money too. All right, the next behavior or the next thing to learn about changing your behaviors is keep it simple. Let's face it, it's hard to change a habit because that behavior has become routine and automatic. Habits are incredibly hard to break. And you and I can agree 100% that it's, it's a really tough thing to do. However, the opposite can be true as well. That new behavior, in this case, planning out your meal for the week every Sunday night, can be hard at first, but those new behaviors, until they become automatic, is difficult. In the meal plan example, put your notepad on the table every Sunday night at dinner time and discuss what you want to have together with your spouse or roommate before you get up from the table. Over time, that behavior will become automatic and Again, that's just a simple way to change your behavior. You're going to eat dinner that Sunday night, right? And you'd have a roommate or a spouse probably. And you know, if you do eat together, have a notepad right next to your kitchen plate where you're going to eat. And write out what you're going to make for the rest of the week. I want to give you an example of, for me, of a behavior that I changed. And I've actually kept it for, well, almost 50 years. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) When I was 19 years old, I determined to write a journal. And I don't know what it was, why I did, but I just thought it would be interesting. Maybe I saw a show or I read about it. I thought, I'm gonna give it a try. And so on January 1st, the year that I was 19, I was a college person at that point. I wrote in my first journal entry, January 1st, and I have kept that up. And then on January 2nd, I wrote my second, and so on and so forth. Well, I kept that going and I made it the whole year. And uh, guess what? As I mentioned, by doing that systematically, regularly for you know 30 to probably two or three months, I, I found that it wasn't hard. It became a habit. And that habit I have kept for over 50 years.
0: Wow, that's impressive. And all these are great examples. You can't overstate enough to keep it simple, make it easy. Because if you have this big plan of saving or you know I'm gonna invest in this, this and that, and then I'm gonna also do this, when you try and do 10 things at once, you don't end up doing one of them well. So just keep it simple and, you know, that's one of the things that we've been really harping on on every episode of just making it automatic, making it routine, whatever it is, that's going to help you get over the hump here with your saving habit.
1: You know, Nate, you just really brought up a really good point and the reason why I say that, I recently finished a book about Benjamin Franklin. He was known for many things, but one of them was basically uh, making good habits and He would write down like a dozen things that he wanted to change about his life. Maybe he wanted to wake up early and and study the Bible, or maybe he wanted to, you know, write a letter every day to someone, so on and so forth. And he had like 10 things that he wrote down. He just wanted to change and become a better person. And what he said, though, was what I thought was really interesting. He said, don't tackle many things at once. Focus on one thing. And work on that, work on that, work on that until that behavior becomes part of your life. And then work on the next one.
0: Yeah, that's such good advice. Yeah. And if it works for Benjamin Franklin, I'm sure it'll work for you. Yeah,
1: that's all right. Ben Franklin's a pretty interesting guy. If you If you like history and you haven't read about him yet, get his biography. It's pretty cool. All right, the next one is think long-term. Many times habits form to satisfy a short-term impulse would be an example, would be just like when I chewed my nails. But as you know, in the example of eating out too much, that can be very bad for your health and your pocketbook. So focusing on the long term while you are changing that behavior will help you see the big picture. You will be more apt to help you win that war. The last one is persist. So think long term and persist. Lastly, Studies have shown that once you're done, once you have done this task for a while, it now becomes a habit, and then those good habits are hard to break. Research has shown that what you've done before is a strong indicator of what you'll do next. This means established habits are hard to break. Being persistent is hard at first, but it pays off in the end. By choosing to eat more meals at home, that does a couple of positive things. One, as mentioned, you will eat healthier. And two, you will save money. It's a win-win.
0: Yeah, such good stuff. And we'll just hit on these six points one more time. But obviously, you can apply any of these six steps in whatever habit you're trying to build, whether that be saving and investing, which is what we hit on mainly in this podcast, or health habits, eating habits whatever it is you want. Losing weight? Losing weight, exactly. You can apply any of these things. I mean, I can just think just a million different ways how you just start with the first one, identifying cues. And one thing I noticed is, you know, having my phone with me a lot of times, it's just easy to open a social media app. So instead of leaving Twitter on my home screen, I just deleted it and signed out on the site. So now, you know, I don't have that same cue to open it up. That's good. But that's the beginning. I guess, Dave, if you want to just mention those six.
1: Yep. Yeah, the first one is identify the cue. The next one is disrupt. Then replace. Replace that bad behavior with a good one. Keep it simple. Think long term. And then persist or stick with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and it's something you can do. You just got to build it. You just have to. Have the motivation, obviously, easier said than done. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here where you are, I guess, or you'd be further than where you wanted to be, maybe. And don't get discouraged. But as David mentioned, let's just focus on that one financial saving habit that you want to do right now and get it done.
1: That's right. So, here's three points I want to emphasize today. And, uh, you know, you and I, the listeners uh, and Nate and I, you know, we're all the same and we all have our challenges, right? Maybe it's getting up earlier to write or to go out and exercise, or maybe it's uh, eating better and, you know, so on and so forth. But uh, they can be changed. You can change bad habits to good habits. Bad habits are not easy to change. However, they can be changed by changing behaviors. Does that make sense? Bad habits can be changed by changing your behavior. The second one I want to emphasize is changing a bad habit with a good habit is much better than just trying to stop a behavior. I think of the six things that that journal article brought up, I thought that was the best one. Changing a bad habit with a good habit is much better than just trying to stop a behavior.
0: Yeah, I, I love that as far as replacing. Yeah. think Because of, you already have the habit built, just what can you easily switch it with?
1: That's right. Think of a smoking habit. Today, smoking is kind of taboo and, and it's very, uh, very few people smoke today. But when I was a young person, man, it was a huge amount of people that smoked. So if you had have that habit of smoking and you do want to quit, if you just say, I'm going to stop smoking, well, it's really hard to do. But if you replace that bad habit with a good habit, and I've heard some people say that they, they would cut up carrots, put them in a bag and carry a carrot with them the whole day. So when they had the urge to put that cigarette in their mouth, they didn't have the cigarettes anymore in their pocket, but they had a bag of carrots, which I know is kind of silly maybe. But they used that to change that bad habit into a good habit. They put that in their mouth, and slowly over time, it did change their habit.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: The third thing, and last one, is persistence is key to winning in any area. Even poor money habits can be changed. So what do we do with this lesson today? Here's what I'd like you to do to take action. Now, the habits I'm encouraging you to develop are related to your money. However, they could even apply to other areas of your life too. You want to lose weight. You want to exercise more. You want to develop a side hustle and earn more money. You get the picture, right? If you really want to win in that area, You must change your behavior that you are currently failing in and develop new habits that will move you in the right direction to win.
0: 100%. So we hope that you've identified that habit that you want to change. And, you know, maybe you can't think of anything now. That's fine. But find that money habit. Find that thing that you know you need to change. Maybe it's too easy for you to spend too much money after work when you're driving home, as Dave mentioned, Mm -hmm. or eating out, or you're just having some sort of problem saving. Identify that, identify your cue, and, and figure out, again, with these six steps, how you can win with your money. So that wraps up today's episode. It was a little different. We focused more on the behavior side, on the habits. On next week, Dave's going to teach something quite practical. And not that this episode wasn't practical, but next week's an interesting one is Dave's going to teach you how to become a millionaire earning $60,000 a year. Your entire career. So assuming you never made more than 60000 a year, Dave has a simple formula that anyone can do with discipline and patience. So stay tuned for the next episode there. As always, we usually end with a scripture from the Bible or a quote. So Dave has a scripture from the New Testament.
1: Yep. It's from the book of Romans uh, chapter 13 and verse 8. It says, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law.